Hello, and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawncast. Oh, there should be no space in there. Sorry, lawncast. Yes, hyphen, hyphen, lawncast. Hyphen, yes. lawncast. Featuring the yes. open-minded musings of two early 40s curmudgeons who are nearing death, and they're staring down the prospect <laughs> of entertainment irrelevant and eventual I, I was crippled by knee pain yesterday, so... Time marches on, my friend. If you're just joining us, which you are because you've just started this. Because we just started recording. So my name sense, right? is Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises and... Oh, my name is Noah Tarno. I am with the big quiz thing, the Trivia Game Show Spectacular. So you are joining us today for a very special episode. Much very like- special and, and not, not like different strokes, you know... Dudley gets molested special, different kind of very special. And this week we're talking about something very easy, highly scrutable, just some simple <laughs> reading before you go to bed. Yes, yes. A little thing called Bitcoin. 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 And also, this isn't really pop culture. You know, we got to be clear here that sometimes we stray from the strict definition of pop culture. We did poke, we did athleisure wear. Um, I think, it, you know, it counts to me. It's in the rubric of you what younger people do. Yeah, I totally do. Just right. because it's so de rigueur, you know, it's so of the moment. And like, I think it's, it's like, bigger than that, my friend. I think it, it's bigger than that. It is bigger, but at the same time, this to me is the financial services equivalent of supreme. Either you're on the inside of it or you're on the outside of it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so, then we are going to hell. <laughs> to, to, to briefly explain Bitcoin. This it, episode, don't don't. Stop listening now if you want like actual useful information because you're you're not gonna get that. There's your disclaimer as Bill tries to introduce it. Go, Bill, give it a shot. Okay, I, I, it's a haiku. Here's the words: algorithm, <laughs> data structure, yes. electronic cash, cryptocurrency, blockchain. It's not a haiku, Bill. I well, I should under, I should preface it by saying I didn't really study haiku before this either, so I'm a little uh, uh, out of my depth. Bitcoin is a fake money. I mean, it's it's what can I say? It's an invented wealth. I mean, we're gonna try to muddle through this, and I'm sure that like Noah said if you don't yourself already know what this is, we are going to do a terrible job and we're probably actually going to take away knowledge that you might have known. We're going to leave you in worse shape than than you started for this podcast. I watched and or read at least five articles slash videos that had titles something like, you know, explaining Bitcoin to a five-year-old, a Bitcoin explanation their child can understand. I did that like at least five times and I still don't understand it. I watched a video from theguardian.co.uk. I watched a video from BuzzFeed. I watched a video from Vice. I think I watched a Wall Street Journal video. And these were all like easy idiot yeah. infograph, pictograph explainers. You know, these these were designed by the guy who made the exit sign. It could not be, right. you know, made more, more less, was, less complex. It was a listicle occult. It was just bullet points without the, it was just the bullets without yeah. the points. It was like the pictures on a McDonald's register for the people who work at McDonald's that can't read. It was like a mad fold-in without a back page. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. We don't know. We, 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 we kind of know what this is. It's, it's, a, it's I, a, I, I do understand it better than I did before. This episode, more than any episode we've done before, will reveal the true depths of Noah Tarno's ignorance on a variety of topics. Finance technology, government, human nature, uh, basic reading comprehension. Check. Okay. I am yeah. I am bad with all those things, primarily finance and technology, which are the two most salient topics as refers to Bitcoin. Yeah, this episode is just going to going to lay me bare. Uh but do we let's try to give the the brief precis on Bitcoin. Do you want to try or should I try? I'd much rather you try. I'm out of my league. Really? Okay. Did I use Precis correctly? Precis. I believe Precis. Precis. Bitcoin is what is known as definitely the most famous of something called a cryptocurrency. Now, 
I hear cryptocurrency, I think cryptozoology. Yeah, me <laughs> which too. Which is, you know, like like the Loch Ness monster and the chupacabra. So that really gives you confidence that this stuff is a good investment. That really <laughs> just means it used cryptography to secure transactions. And there's and it's a digital currency in that there are no actual bills or coins. Like you can find all over the web little pictures of a little Bitcoin, but like those things don't actually exist. Or if they do exist, they're just like souvenirs. They're not made to trade. So my first thought in reading, I was like, isn't all money digital currency? Because it's not like, you know, if I have $5,000 in my bank account, it's not like I have actual paper bills that are the equivalent of $5,000. Yes. It's just the money that some authority, i.e. the government and banks, has deemed I am worth or my work is worth, or whatever. But then really when you step back, all money's that way, because it's not like a $1 bill is inherently worth $1. It's worth $1 because the government says it is, and a bank treats it as it is, and we all agree en masse that we're going to treat it like it's it, worth it a dollar. More, it's more the point that the market itself has decided that right. $1 is worth X amount compared to right. the, the rand right, right. or the kroner, etc. You get that perspective, and it all seems like, you know, credit cards, all digital currency. But the thing about Bitcoin and things like it is that it's decentralized there's no central bank there's no government involved basically it's a whole bunch of computers and people just decide that one guy started this one japanese dude invented this in 2009 his quote-unquote name was satoshi nakamoto yeah, no one knows who this bullshit no one exactly. knows who this guy really is no one knows if he's a person or a group he disappeared from the internet in 2011 so again he, he is basically the japanese financial equivalent of bigfoot so, so you again, D.B. Cooper. Yeah, he's D.B. Cooper as Japanese finance techno <laughs> So he created a term I have heard a lot in business, blockchain, a blockchain database, which this is the part I really don't understand, which is basically like a packet of info is linked to another packet of info, which is linked, and, and the, the later ones are all built onto the same grid. So essentially, like, it's hard to fuck with something because if you do everything that came before, it has to be fucked with and everyone watching it will know there's a problem. I feel like the Bitcoin structure is a little like Wikipedia and that it's counting on all these anonymous people through their own nerdy interests to monitor the system and keep it on. Right, and to do the right thing. And to do the right thing, which, again, now we're talking about human nature. One, apparently, incentive they get is incentive to monitor the blockchain, monitor the Bitcoin system, is that if you're monitoring it, if you're doing what's called mining, which is being basically creating new units of Bitcoin, uh, you're rewarded with Bitcoin. So there are guys out there, unlike the guys who edit Wikipedia, who I don't know if any of them make any money off it, the guys who monitor Bitcoin are making some of them, I mean, I think it's a small number, are making a shit ton of money. Is it money? Is it useful? Well, there are more and more businesses that accept Bitcoin, so you can use it to purchase things. I don't think you could pay your rent anywhere with Bitcoin. You can't pay your taxes with Bitcoin. There Maybe are in Menlo Park, that, you know? I read that Subway restaurants, at least some of them will accept Bitcoin, so you can get mediocre sandwiches and bags of baked lace potato chips hundreds of thousands of merchants accept bitcoin 2.9 to 5.8 million unique users are using as of 2017 a cryptocurrency wallet most of them bitcoin that's the best known one uh it's open source so anyone could examine the blockchain technology and apparently it is very safe in that since it's not tied to a bank the money you give and take is just basically tied to the equivalent of an email address, which only you can access through the equivalent of a password. Um, yeah, how hard could effective. that be to, to stump, right? right? exactly. Jesus. Well, apparently a lot of the Bitcoin that has been mined has already disappeared, so that's nice. 
Uh, I can't be affected by inflation. There's no bank to go through, no sensitive data is stored. One Bitcoin currently equals $8,000, which is a bit low. Its value in December 2017 was $19,000. So it's still considered a risky investment, but it's growing. And frankly, I think this might be the future of money. Money has changed, you know, like originally it was barter, right? You trade my cow for your goat, my grain for your rocks, whatever the hell. And then people are like, all right, this is a pain in the ass, so let's just trade gold and silver. Okay, well, this is a pain in the ass, so why don't we just make little clay tokens that are the equivalent, that we decide are equal to gold and silver. Well, that's a pain in the ass, so why don't we just take the little envelope that we keep the tokens in, the symbols on the outside, why don't we just make those symbols on pieces of paper, banknotes that started in Europe in the Middle Ages. Why don't we make that the money? All right, well, that's a pain in the ass, so let's make credit cards. Now we're into, you know, World War II era. Well, that's a pain in the money. Pain in the money. <laughs> it's all pain in the money. <laughs> So in the 90s, let's do mobile banking because now that we have phones and the internet and all that. So I think this might be the next stage. So I just vomited up a disgusting amount of bullshit knowledge about technology and finance. So Bill, based on that, what did I add? Uh, what did I leave out? What should you add? What do you think of Bitcoin? Well, I appreciate all the context you gave. In fact, that was a really rousing history. Uh, rousing. Brooks's history of the world. The history of currency. I did like that. Noah you in, Isaac Hamilton. You put it in con uh, context like that, it, it makes it yeah. come together in a dramatic in a dramatic way. If you had wrapped it, it would have been a little better, a little more Lin-Manuel Miranda. Right, exactly. But. I, now I'd be a zillionaire. Right. Reading this, I am the Ted Kaczynski, right? I am in a cabin. I am sending bombs to people in envelopes. I am a not a Luddite, but there's a lot of things I don't understand. You and still store your money under your mattress, right? I don't even use money. I, we use goats and skins. We have the, the, the <laughs> you store your goats under your mattress. We have the cleft That skins. explains the problem with your love life, my friend. I just, I go for bolts of silk. I'm old school, uh, like it's Marco Polo. I just spices, figure it's, spices. It's the best way to do it. I think that this is a sham. I think this is a fraud. Yeah. And I'm, I'm probably not uh, too far off in saying that most of the way we've run our commodities-based economy since... Yeah, maybe wartime. Actually, if you want to go back from the idea of the first exchange, the first stock exchange in the Netherlands with the Dutch uh, West India Company, the idea of inventing wealth, the idea of commoditizing things on a piece of paper and a ledger and agreeing that this is the value and then trading off that value right. has somehow not collapsed in upon itself too many times. It has, in no, fact. It has, but it has in certain places. I mean, yeah. That that was what the Great Depression was about, right? Yeah, like yeah, we but totally we totally lost our footing in terms of deciding what's worth what in this country. Does the crash of eighty seven was there too? Uh, was yeah, but but not as bad, and that's why you know I think we did learn some lessons from the Great Depression. Well, we didn't learn jack shit from the Great Recession ten years ago. But no, no, we didn't. No, we'll pay for that pretty soon, won't but we? But more to the point, you know, the, the, like a lot of people made a lot of money during the Depression. It's like the Depression right. was allowed to happen for a large subsection. You know there. There are wealthy families and wealthy interests. They were immune from damage. They weathered it just fine and actually made a lot of money off the Great Depression, shorting right. bad investments. This is right. one of those classic things over whether who is a, who is going to sit back 
and watch mass suffering for personal gain. And, it, and, and it's relevant because this is what's happening today. You have a, a class of wealthy individuals and wealthy organizations that are profiting off of suffering on a mass scale. And they would say, this is not my responsibility to, to do anything about. I'm merely in this because capitalism is amoral. But I think that Bitcoin, now this is half fueled by ignorance, half fueled by agitprop anger, half fueled by this sense of, of, of you know, in, in, injustice. But I think Bitcoin is an intentional obscuring of wealth. I think that the manufacturing of Bitcoin is like the financial services sector in America and the the hedge fund market and the in the what is it the credit swap derivatives. There is this in, insidious mechanism in American and not just American in the world wealth generating engine. That I, is, I I think you're completely off. I, I think well, you're coming out this hang on. Wrong let me angle. let me let me. I don't th- I don't think it's those rich assholes who are behind Bitcoin. I don't think that's them. I think you don't think the Winklevosses are all over this. They were some of the. This but they're exactly but they're, but, but they're not who you're talking. They're not the ones who have raped America. The Winklevoss, the Winklevoss are hedge funds managers. The Winklevoss, I'm I'm using them as a stand. I don't know who they are, but the Winklevoss are inherited from WASP royalty going back generations. Uh, All right, but it's but but uh, so maybe they're the new new generation of that. I think Bitcoin is these freaking Silicon Valley dot com millionaire libertarians who think the whole world will be a utopia if we get rid of government because we'll just build an app that'll solve every problem. I have I have no doubt. I have no doubt that that's some of them. But my point is, I, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. That's absolutely true. What I'm going to say, though, it's another force in the American economy or the world economy, especially if you want to base it on America coming out of Silicon Valley. It's another way to separate people who don't know, who don't have a lot of money and who don't know how to make a lot of money and are stuck in lower middle class and actual poverty from ever getting out because this is a mechanism you can't buy into inventing wealth with bitcoin unless you are already wealthy beyond belief you can buy you, bitcoin if you don't have a lot of money how you could buy a thousand dollars for bitcoin you could buy yeah. milli bitcoin you go to you go to coinbase.com if you have a thousand dollars in the bank you can go to coinbase.com suppo- and i am plugging them not only because they are the best known the the digital currency wallets online but this week, the big quiz thing is doing its second corporate event for their office. But, okay, but uh, you but can go there through your through your bank account, through your PayPal account, through your I'm guessing through your credit card, and you could say, "I want a thousand dollars of Bitcoin," and you could have it. I think it takes a few days, but you can get it. But if you're going to get that, that's not like you know you're talking about the amount of money, you, you, the amount of skin you need in the game to begin with. This is, but it's, it's, but then how's that different from the stock market? Then it's not. It's not. That's my point. Is that this is obfuscation? The way that the 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 real estate industry created, you know, when they sell debt back and forth, you invent wealth out of thin air, and it's right. just another way of of gaming everybody who is at the victim, who's the but, victim uh, but of, how of does, these but, markets. But this is so foreign. The average guy or gal who's working in the, you know, the the forgotten American. And by the way, they're not all white people who voted for Trump. Okay, but those people who are struggling, uh-huh. most of them have probably never fucking heard of Bitcoin, and they are not the target demographic for Bitcoin. No, the target here, demographic but, for Bitcoin is dot com assholes. Okay, but that's the thing. It's like so. There's another great place for dot com assholes to become billionaires. This is essentially what it comes right. down to. And you, I don't think that's the problem, not by a long shot. I, and I think, I think, as governments become more and more corrupt, I think the I'm not. I don't buy into the whole Silicon Valley you utopia thing but i do think there might be a future in separating banking from government 
I do think there might be. It could be, but then again, it's like you're relying on this, and this goes back to the human behavior thing. If you're relying yeah. on people to, like, for instance, there's yeah. a couple okay. of these, these buzzwords that came in these articles, right? And every single idiot explainer from up on down, <laughs> from the top to the bottom, used terms like impossible to breach. Oh, uh, it's totally possible. It's, to in, you know, it's just, based I, on the trust, and it's based on these things. It's press it's cryptography. Talk. If we. Well, no, maybe not. We haven't caught Bigfoot. So maybe it is impossible to bridge, you know, like cryptozoology. Bitcoin is just, and blockchain in particular, is merely an invitation for people who do nothing but try, people who's, who the reason why they live on planet Earth is to crack cryptography. And and, and you're talking about yeah. pass, passive actors. You're talking about malefactors. And in case a lot of malefactors just want to cause, they want to steal and they want to break and they want to cause havoc. And so Bitcoin, right, now is being said, oh, it's like the Titanic. It's unsinkable. There's no way because it's based on this, this, and that. And I'm like, hang on a second. Every single system that's ever been created has just has pot shots taken at it all day. Every single bit of cryptography is always broken. And if the only thing keeping the validity of, of Bitcoin is somehow this inviolable trust of the market of what people can't break into crypto bullshit, right. people could totally break into cryptography. This is to me, people are will, willfully uh, ignoring the risk. And yes, this right now it's billionaires and it's early adopters and this is nascent. So that is the point that all this shit we're right. talking about is still so fresh. It's like right. and, and crypto right and cryptocurrency could flame out. It could right. flame it out. Could. You, you need yeah. another five years or two. I'm years not convinced. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not. Well, we were talking beforehand. Like this is a little like Facebook. Like I'm afraid this grows so big, and a government will have to take it over. This is the big issue this week with Zuckerberg's hearings. It's like I think in a perfect world, Facebook is a is a utility. I honestly think too many people can't live without it. Well, that's not going to happen. We'll be lucky if we get helpful regulation. There's no regulation. But crypto uh, currency, I, you know, isn't even close to that point yet. But I kind of feel like if it does grow that big. Someone's going to have to take it over. But um, and, and you know, looking back at that same kangaroo court trial, the the, the hearings this right. week, the same senators who had no idea what they were looking at when they looked at Facebook. By the way, Bitcoin yeah. is uh, tens of thousands of times more complex. You can't rely on a bunch really? of octo octogenarian senators from Arkansas to to be able to weigh in on their opinions or to yeah. remedy. One of the senators from Arkansas is still in his thirties, man. Get okay, your back straight. What? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. It's true. Tom Cotton, the youngest senator, is like 39 or something. He's, that's he's great. 40. Yeah, he's he's yeah. exactly who you want. He's such a progressive, yeah. reliable yeah, young guy. Great. That's exactly you want yeah. somebody awesome. who's just buzzing with enthusiasm. Yes. Cotton for president. The identity of Satoshi Nakamoto, by the way, this is another yeah. thing that does not fill me with fills any you with confidence, right? Is that this? This is an <laughs> alias for a man. No, this is no one at any point no one said knows that, who he was. No one knows who he was. The entire system is based it on his was work. Built on and was, and, built, was and basically people, built on some nerd in a message in a in a in a, uh, a message board online. Yeah, he exactly, and then it's like he invented the system, and the entire thing run, was just yeah. given to somebody else, and this guy vanished like Poochie. You know, what? Right. I, I'm I'm going to nerd myself here, but this is yeah. like in Attack of the Clones when Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi accepted a clone army from this planet on a water planet that made clones out of Jango Fett, and it's like. No one asked where they came from. It's like, okay, I guess we'll just use this. No problem. And that's exactly what this is. There's no, there's no security. I, I see a lot yeah. of utopianism and a lot but of. But this is, but this is the Silicon Valley idea. I'm rich. I'm white. 
Nothing bad that's going to happen is really going to affect me that much. I'll just build an app to solve every problem. I know. It's just so – but if you're talking about using this, let's say you get out of Bitcoin and you start just applying pure blockchain for all the various right. reasons. They're talking about accounting and databases. But again, these are all abstract concepts. I have no idea what I'm talking about when I say this. But you're <laughs> talking about proliferating the use of blockchain in a way that and, – and again, for the same reasons. Oh, it's impervious. Oh, it just no. – you know, like you can't you can't affect it without having but, a, a – what, what, yeah. what, but isn't it possible that blockchain, while not being impervious, is more impervious than what whatever we're using now for these things? I don't, I we're don't using know. Now I have to no protect idea. nuclear weapons, to protect uh, your health records. It's possible it's a lot better at that shit. It may be an upgrade, but then again, it's like, right. is, is any, we know that Bennett Cerf, oh no, Vinton Cerf, not Bennett Cerf, Vinton Cerf, and those guys invented packet-based transmitting, right? In like the late 60s, I think it was. If which you was say the, so. Which was the beginning of the internet. And it was right. a it was a think tank. I think it was an Air Force or a, 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 some sort of army think tank. Yeah. That was well, the internet was definitely the U.S. military, which is, you know, why... Private industry does everything. Sure, okay. But you're talking yeah. about it was it was verified. It was something that was done for the military, but it was based on scientists who almost had this purely research bent. And again, if you want to see an interesting person, go look up Vinton Surf because he's really almost he, he walks the walk and, and talks the talk. He's really the more I've learned about this guy, I feel like oh that's why the internet is because these are the guys who came up with it. A guy like this, and this was his character and moral fiber at the beginning. But it's like there's no there's no thumbprint on this. This these are these are four channers. These are guys who are on Reddit. These are anonymous people who yeah. are inventing. I'm not saying the system isn't great, but there's no validity. There's no faces. How can we trust anything that there's no fucking face, social security number, thumbnail, anything? There's no, but, we but, just can't but this is the hand way over the systems. World is moved. No, if we want it to move that way, yes, it is. But we so, can, so by all means. We need to get back to just trading goats and chickens and spices around the campfire. Can we split the difference between some sort of verification and do you, some, some guy named Satoshi Nakamoto? Do you do you buy things online? I do. Do you use PayPal? I do. You know, I mean, in the old days, credit cards were, you had to give the guy the card at Macy's, mm -hmm. and he had to run it through that shunk machine, right? Yeah, yeah it took like, a carbon, a carbon copy. In 20 years, we've gone far afield from that. I mean, why do you trust PayPal and Amazon and freaking Chewy.com to order pet food. <laughs> this is just the next step. Those are faceless it, too, man. It, but it, it, no, it needs to, th those were not created by shadowy cabals of phantom men. Those they were, were created, created by fucking dickheads who, you know. But we knew who uh, they were. With with venture capital funding or whatever but we, the hell, we knew we knew who they were. We knew the sources. They authenticated. I don't know those people. I don't. I don't know. If them. you wanted to, be, you could find they out. They could be having satanic rituals in their basements for all. I they're know. not. I don't they're know not. anyone. I didn't use PayPal for years until PayPal became sturdy and safe. I I, I didn't touch. I, it. I didn't use PayPal thing. for years until it became convenient to me. <laughs> that was well. That's it's like the guy who didn't have a cell phone. It's like the guy who didn't have a cell phone until two thousand four. He's like, I'm only going to use it for emergencies. And next thing you know, he's checking movie times on his cell phone. <laughs> Bitcoin is a digital currency, which aims to do away with all the problems we have paying for things online. You may think that the system we have is pretty good. But everything we buy today has to go through a bank or credit card company who take a cut of the transaction and who rely on our trust that they'll do everything right. After a while, those payments start to build up. And added to that is security. You have to trust your card company to keep your details safe. Why is this popular? 
Or why that's, has it caught on to the extent it has? I mean, that's a, why that's has a, every article been like the future of finance, cryptocurrency? Will it go up? Will it go down? What's going to happen? I can imagine that there's a couple of things going on. First of all, it's it's the potential of people making money. And, and much like the stock market, people who are reading and fantasizing about this are in no position to make any money. I think that this is like when people opened up E-Trade accounts back in like 1999 yeah. or 2002, and they were just making $50 transactions every month that was up and down. It's like, congratulations, you have another Scrabble or another Mahjong to play, but it's not really, you're not generating wealth off of this. I I think something like E-Trade is very effective. I don't know if it's making anyone a zillionaire, but it gives people an easy entry into playing the stock market, which is one of the reasons a lot of people lose out on that money because it it, it seemed too opaque to enter that world and E-Trade makes it easier for people. But you want to look at the the antonym of that. E-Trade was the thing that people, I'm saying E-Trade is a a bellwether of a phenomenon. E-Trade and people beginning to, to mass trade the, the penny, penny anti stocks on the market is now the um, justification for people talking about slashing entitlements, saying that. And this back, goes back to George W. Bush in the era where they were trying to cut Social Security by saying people, and what is the market? They were trying to say it's like people should manage their own money in the stock market rather than put it in this trust, as people had done since uh, uh, 1949, 1948, whenever Harry Truman signed off on the Social Security. And it was like the fact that, oh, you have this perfectly fine libertarian manifest destiny way for you to make money it's like so we're not gonna you know like stop giving the government money you take it yourself and it's like well hold on a second nobody could probably make as much money as they days they could once in social security on the stock market today it just doesn't exist the potential is a gamble it's not there for nearly as many people so i feel like when you introduce something as a lure to say oh you can make money it's gambling it's always gambling it's wagering with shit people can't afford to wager with and yes you're right you could you could steer your own fortune on e-trade how much money are you seriously making you're not making billions you're not making enough to live on you're adding a couple of bucks right. to your kitty all right well, fine what's wrong with that i mean Nothing's why is it any that. worse than but, but we, than, but we than... can't because that uh, that doesn't obviate having a thing like social security having a thing like entitlements. okay so your 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 question is people counting on e-trade to how do we get on e-trade? Fuck because, this. Be, no, because the, the <laughs> no, because the Republicans during uh, George W. Bush were trying to push health care and Social Security onto oh, the right. stock market. That's why. So you think everyone who likes Bitcoin is a Republican or a Libertarian? Two people who I don't trust to run the fi- the future of the finance uh, of this country. Okay, look, I think a lot of people, and not just Libertarians are looking to get an angle on investment, looking to make their money work for them. I think it's a smart thing to do. It's the reason it's the reason I am a very fortunate person is that, you know, I've been able to do that, right? Let your money work for you. I realize that's not so easy for a lot of people. It's a high bar for entry for a lot of people. I, so I think money a lot is of a people high bar for entry. Yes, well, yes, you need to have money to make money blah 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 blah. Bitcoin to certain people, you know, someone's always looking for the hot new thing in investment. And this seems like something that might work in that way. They jump on it. It's a new concept. It's shiny and new and exciting. Yeah. Oh, you're not wrong and about that. There, there, there's definite potential there. There's a revenge of the nerds factor here. You know, the people who maintain the shit, who mine the bitcoins, who make the money by monitoring the system. You know, we have entered this world where the computer math nerds who, you know, until the 1980s were only good for getting shoved into lockers, you know. (laughs) They're still now looking for every way to wield their power to be a big shot and make money. And that's everyone from Mark Zuckerberg on down. And these guys are are part of that, right? And guys, Uh, you're right, it's guys. Well, yeah, mostly guys, yeah. Yeah. 
I, uh, I, totally, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, that, that's such a, a, a basic upfront thing. Sometimes I lose track of exactly what you just said. And I'm glad. I feel like you bring that up a lot on the show. But I think that is such, a, such an impetus for so many of the things that we see is this revenge of the nerds factor. And that, can, right. to me, as you say, can never be taken too lightly. Look, we benefited from that. Why do you think we have superhero movies now? everywhere yeah it's it's, inherited the earth yeah two elements of the revenge of the nerds factor one is the nerds took over show business so they're putting on the screen what they want to see on the screen e.g superheroes and two you know the nerds got enough shit done that technology advanced to the point that you can make a superhero movie that doesn't look like you know frederick from the sound of music dressed in a spider-man costume you know jumping down the street (laughs) so you know we everyone wins or all the nerds win um (laughs) Jumping down the street. Nakamoto left a paper on a popular cryptography blog, which proposed a system of currency that solved all of these fiddly problems. His proposal was that instead of a bank or credit card company recording every transaction in one central ledger, all of the users would record all of the transactions at the same time. As a result, any attempt to fool the community would be noticed and the payment rejected. All right, Noah Tarno, would you like... Bitcoin if you were a kid today. No, in fact, I'd like it less because I was never the finance guy. I still have a very poor understanding of finances, even my own. I had, may- I had a new accountant this year and man, did she have to hold my hand. I understand and care more about my money and money in general now than I did when I was young. So even if I were young now, I don't think, I think I'd be so flummoxed by it that I completely tune it out. Now yeah. I'm intrigued. What about you? Well, uh, no, the answer is absolutely no. I don't know if I've specified this on this podcast, but I'm essentially number illiterate. I I have no ability to grasp the concept of values with with digits. It made it very difficult for me to be a science major in college. Do you know how old Um, you are? No, I know how old I am. Yes, that that much I do know. Do you know how tall you are and what you weigh? And but I, I mean, I, no, seriously, like how bad is? Do you have trouble like spending money? Is this an issue for you? Well, spending money is easy. It's the quantity of how much there is and how much it's value, how much it's worth, and how much. Like for instance, when I do a simple addition, I have to do it on my fingers. I can't do addition in my head. Really? So you're uh, yeah, bad like, at math. I, I, it's, there's there's bad at math, and then there's me. But so the point is, I would not. I definitely I would not. Could not. Am not. Shall not. Have not. Anything. So, it just would have been. So gibberish. what is what is you know? I mean, not to get too personal, but you and your wife, like, how do you invest your money? I mean, I, know I don't. You must I do don't. Something. I don't touch it. She does. She does. So you rely on her to do everything. You, if you put it in my hands, honestly, that is like handing the wheel over to a blind man on okay. uh, the autobahn. Honestly, so, I would have. There's no. The concepts don't mean anything. I can't do my own taxes. That's how bad it is. Right. is I can't no literally. One, cut, I no can't muddle can through my own taxes. taxes. So you're just saying that at any age, this would intimidate you too much to even approach it as something you'd be interested in. Is that yeah. what I'm hearing? Yeah, this yeah okay. this this looks like uh, when they cracked open the tombs of Egyptian pharaohs and saw the writing on the wall and just assumed it was art and did not understand it was language. We're about to start our journey, surviving one entire day on just Bitcoin. First, we need to actually get one, so we're stopping at Bitcoin ATM. Let's get started. Scan your Bitcoin address. Let's try that again. Doesn't seem to be working. Hmm. There we go. $20 is going to get me a tiny fraction of a Bitcoin. But let's go ahead and tap to complete this. Send it. That's pretty easy. Is this a sign of the apocalypse? I mean, I guess this is a more potent question. 
because if Bitcoin becomes the most used currency worldwide, you know, or, or something like it, yes, yeah, Sweatcoin right. or some some kind of cryptocurrency becomes the new, you know, and then Satoshi Nakatomo turns out to have been, you know literally satan and he he installed a doomsday device in the whole thing you know maybe that will be the end of civilization. <laughs> i do i do feel like it's a, mar- uh, a mark of the apocalypse it's got the 666 by the way those are numbers so i could screw those up Thank in you. a minute now too you got that yeah here's here's you know they, they've since determined that it probably wasn't 666 it was probably some other number i could totally believe it yeah you yeah. have to translate a lot of things in quantities yeah, but here, exactly. here's my here's what my notes say about this section the less you know about your money the better things are for an anarcho-capitalists and I feel like going back to what I originally started off by saying is that Bitcoin is gibberish and it is this impenetrable wall designed to be opaque, not to everybody, but to most people. If you can cross over the barrier of comprehension and you somehow have the money to pay to play, that's great. But you're in a rarefied air. I'm saying, yes, you may say, oh, look, but I'm no Tarno and I'm not a, I'm not a millionaire. And I can buy into it. Well, that's great. But there's a lot of presuppositions about your level of comprehension and the amount of money you have right. to start off with. But right. more to the I point, could afford though, to on, throw if, away a hundred bucks if I really wanted to. Yes. A lot of people don't have. A lot of people a don't. Lot of you people know, we're, don't we're in a. Yes. We're in a country that's filled with penury and it's only going to get worse. Yep. People inventing wealth out of thin air, which is what hedge funds have done, which is what the real estate industry has done. And now what's what crypto is doing. The wonder dog, right? It was the super dog. That was it. Crypto, the super crypto. dog. Yeah. I was, feel like yeah, the dog I, from Krypton. Yeah. The dog from Krypton. I think, I think yeah. those are terrible, terrible things that augur bad things. For, uh, the, the vast gap, the vast chasm between rich and poor, not just in this country on planet Earth, is only getting worse because of things like cryptocurrency. But, this doesn't but, facilitate the movement of capital back into poor people's pockets, so it's bad. You're jumping something here. I feel yes. like, yes, it might change in the future. But for now, if you are an average, if you are not a zillionaire, are not interested in technology, uh, you can ignore a cryptocurrency. Yes. And it has no bearing on your life. You, you cannot, you know, everyone's got to pay taxes. You can't ignore the stock market if you don't play it because it dictates yeah, we're the all, economy. Yeah, right, we're victims right? of it. Yeah. We're all victims of the stock market even if we have no interest or knowledge of it, even if we don't play it. But cryptocurrency right now is this little side leg, this little toy. Yeah. That's buy-in a, only. You're not wrong right. about so, that. Yes. So, so you're, you're carping about it destroying poor people. I just don't buy because it doesn't. it's totally insulated from them for now. Now, this is why if it does ta- – I, I say this about so many things when we get to this topic. You know, I'm not offended by this movie we watched. If this movie becomes you know, considered like Citizen Kane is the greatest ever, now I'm offended. So I think like Bitcoin is the financial equivalent of that. It's a niche thing, and if you're into it, fine. And if you're not into it, fine. You can ignore it. So, But you keep you, – dude, you keep carping about how it's like – it's yet another thing grinding poor people and working class people under their heel and i just don't think it is but don't, no, because not it's right completely now, but irrelevant to that but don't you feel like it's inevitable don't you feel like it's it's this not inevitable. inevitable no come on if someone had it's said possible to you, it's not someone, inevitable someone had said you know here's a cell phone 1998 yeah. here's a cell phone noah you'd say okay it's a little curiosity and then someone would say to you no this thing's gonna be huge this thing's, this thing's gonna change the planet earth it's like okay but for right now it's not and you're technically right but the other guy is looking at the inevitability, the wave of what's coming with I the just, iPhone. I guess I don't think it's inevitable. I guess I think 
cryptocurrency. I, I don't know. Maybe it is. I probably said earlier in this recording that it is. So this maybe it's don't a fun- listen to a word I say. It, maybe it's a but- fundamental disagreement. I think cryptocurrency and blockchain in particular is inevitable. And with blockchain, yes. uh, yeah, right. is, is going to come a whole host of things that we can't possibly fathom. What the fuck was that? Uh, that's the song You Suffer by Napalm Death. Oh, yeah? That's, that's a whole song? It's like a second. It's an alert. Whenever the price of Bitcoin dips below a certain value, it's no longer efficient to mine. When it comes back up, it is. So I need to know when it breaks that threshold so that I can remotely toggle my rig at home. Okay. Any idea of how often that might happen? Bitcoin is very volatile, so... Is your belief that Bitcoin is an evil force destroying humanity, is that because you're jealous because you have this number deficiency, because you can't do your own taxes, because you are a wimpy non-man who relies <laughs> on your woman to handle finances. What kind of man are you? I, I think, uh, yeah, I think part of it is right. You know, it's not a matter of money because we have, we have, we're plenty comfortable over here. Uh, you know, that, that goes without saying is that we're, we're fine. But yeah, the idea that there is something here that is an elite club I I don't want to be a member of an elite club, but but it it, it is you're right. It maybe you know if you if somebody wants to take a lens to my psychology here or prism to it, and it's like the the level of my vehemence may be equal to the level of incomprehension. The fact that I just can't grok what I'm looking at. You, you may be exactly right about that. I might rely on somebody else to say, oh, Bill's really angry about this thing, and it's like maybe that's more psychological than practical at this point. You know, I sometimes feel a little jealousy of these Silicon Valley guys, especially living out here, because they do seem to understand the future way more than I do. They seem, you know, I thought some of this while watching Zuckerberg's testimony. I mean, Zuckerberg is an exceptional person. I mean, I think, you know, whatever. You know, these people, just the confidence that they just went forward and made shit happen. You know, I wish I could have had that. Instead, I was too busy, you know, mired in my neurosis talking to my therapist. to Making, making your record collection perfect. Right, exactly. I was too busy cataloging my mixtapes. To create a new method of human communication. There's some jealousy in not only uh, technology, but finance guys and just how they just seem to have this comfort in the world that I never had and will never have. So there's some jealousy there and there's a part of me that's like, ah, this is just nonsense and these guys are all going to end up broke and it's stupid and and they're naive about how trust works and human beings and they're going to lose all their money and it's just crap. A lot of the things you just described are... You know, I hate to bring it in here. No, I don't hate to, but fuck that. I'm, I'm happy to bring it in here. Those are sort of quotients of white privilege. You know, people who can just buy in and have this idea that they're, they may be nerds, but in a lot of cases, you're talking about white men who are authoring this stuff. You know, this this is not an equal playing field. And it's another thing that it's just like a, a few people are being able to do all this. And you know exactly what kind of class they come from. They're not poor right. people. They're not they're not racially in the minority. They're not anything like that. These are they're fucking not. white people. They went to Caltech. They went to fucking MIT, you know? Uh, we made it, Bill. We talked about a topic that we were completely incompetent about. I believe that is it for this week. We did bluster our way through it. I do congratulate us, as always, on a fantastic job. If you would like to find previous 
champion successes of ours, look on iTunes. I guess they're calling it Apple Podcast now. That's fucking branding bullshit. Are they really? Seriously? I think they really are doing that, yeah. Uh, right. SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Tweet to us, as always, at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us at Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. But you're not doing that anyway. You guys are getting in touch with us at our individual handles. Me, at William Scurry. The other guy? At Noah Tarno, at Big Quiz Thing. Join Coinbase and hire the Big Quiz Thing for your custom corporate trivia event. I mean it right now, but when I say yes. I don't get it, I, re- I really I don't mean get it I don't either. get it. See you next time. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2018.